We the mafia. We the mafia. We the mafia. Bills mafia. We the mafia. Bills mafia. Bills mafia. We the mafia. Bills mafia. All righty, Bills Mafia, what is cooking? How are you guys doing today? Welcome to the Mafia Cast. I am your host, Ronnie, and joined, as always, by Casey. And we have Casey's brother-in-law with us today. Mike, how are you guys doing? Good, good. We're doing good. How are you guys? Glad to be here and uh, take part in this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, Mike, thanks for joining. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we have a good time here, right, Casey? Oh, absolutely. You kidding me? <laughs> this is so much fun. Yeah. So I have to ask Casey, um, your weekend of football, how, how was your weekend prior to the Bills? I I know your your Syracuse Orange kind of had a rough go. Yeah, that uh that sucked a little bit. I mean it <laughs> it really shows you. I mean Syracuse got down by seven at one point and it was an automatic, and then they turned it over and they were down fourteen. Turn it over again, we're down twenty one in a matter of I don't know, Mike. What was it? Two, three, four minutes, something like that. It yeah. went to show you like just how fast a football game can turn around. Yeah, I mean, they, it looked like they had all the momentum coming, and then one turnover, and it just snowballed for them. But, so that yeah. it was a slow start, um, fantasy wise. I mean, my heart was happy. I get to play Mike this week in our family league. Are so, we playing? Yep. So I get I might be able to get a little revenge from earlier in the season. But <laughs> other than that, it was pretty good. How about you? I need to win bad too. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was all right. Um, you know, Boise State won, Michigan won. Uh, UB was on a bye, I believe. I didn't see any. I looked for a game, so I'm assuming they were on a bye unless I missed it during the week. But uh, they've won, like, what, four or five straight themselves. So, like, you know, my three guys or teams are doing all right. So uh, what do you think of the, the round of football games on, on uh, Sunday, Mike? That's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, I was thinking, like, this whole year has been decent, week to week. Like, I've always – I've never, I've never like, been without an option to watch a decent game, you know. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's boring. I find myself sleeping, <laughs> napping on the couch when the Bills aren't playing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I find it myself a- more – I don't know if I'm just more into it. or But I, I feel like I've seen a lot of, a lot of good games this year. So I don't mean yeah. to interrupt, but we have some breaking news. The college football first rankings just came out, and Tennessee is number one, followed by that Ohio might, State, Georgia, like and Clemson. I do as well. And Syracuse is wait, 20. Wait, how did Michigan get jumped? I no, couldn't okay. tell you. I'm not on the committee. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But that's okay because Michigan plays Ohio State Saturday. Um, that's going to be a huge, huge game. And but, Georgia and Tennessee play. Oh, that's right. That's going to be like the top. Yeah, the playoff rings are going to get flip flopped on their head on Absolutely. Saturday. Alabama's ranked six, so you know they're going to pretty much be put in at number four because someone wanted someone's going to lose. It's kind of sad, but. Yeah, I I like the fact that Tennessee is doing well this year. I don't know why. Um, I remember the days of Peyton Manning when they won a national championship with T. Martin the year after Manning. Um, I just I, I feel like college football is better when you've got more teams, you know, cracking that top four or five other than freaking um, Alabama every damn year. Yeah, I, this isn't a college football podcast, but we all love college football here, so we're going to talk about it for a minute. But um. I think I hope Tennessee can stay in there. Um, it's going to be hard to win the SEC, and um, you've got Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. One of those three, I think, is going to be on the outs. Absolutely. So <clears throat> the the game Sunday night, it was um, it was interesting. Like perfect word. Yeah, the first half was what we're used to it's what we've been seeing all year long second half is like okay where did where did 2022 josh go like what happened <laughs> what did you say what do you guys think about those those couple of decisions of his on those picks mike i'll let you go first yeah uh i don't know I, I felt a few different things i felt uh maybe we played down to their level you know we took our foot off the gas uh 
you know, with, with Josh, uh, maybe, you know, I, I feel like sometimes he's a, a player that uh, he likes to play under pressure or he performs better on the pressure like that. You know, he was trying to uh, ground the ball and then, uh, <laughs> you know, the guy just picks it up, you know, he, I don't know. He just wasn't into it at that point. Maybe the game was too easy or something like that. I think about like lunch break at work. I go on, you know, like <laughs> halftime. Sometimes I go on lunch break and then the afternoon is, is very slow, but uh, yeah, you know, I just feel really sluggish. It, it was, uh, too urgent at that point uh, to make things happen. I don't know. If play yeah, safe, I, I saw, uh, don't get hurt, you know. Yeah. Maybe some I saw of somebody on Twitter were, were in their minds too. Um, who knows? It, it was uh, yeah. It was certainly interesting though. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter say the second half they came out lazy. Like, to your point, they were up 24-7 already. It's almost... I guess you, maybe it's the, like the whole Einstein effect. Like he, the guy was such a genius that he didn't do well in school because it was boring to him. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, hopefully, I don't. I don't think this team will get become complacent as the season goes. Uh, I think that was just maybe one of those things where, you know, for whatever reason, he made a couple of bad decisions. I do think the second one that was it was tended to be in the dirt, as just getting rid of the ball. Why he didn't just launch it in the back of the end zone, I don't know. But that looked more that that did look more of like a throwaway to me. Yeah, absolutely. And then the first maybe, one, uh, maybe he he was kind of having a moment that, uh, you know, maybe maybe he uh, felt bad for beating up on his his childhood idol, Aaron Rodgers. There you go. Now here you go. So what do I you heard think? A thing by I heard Colin Coward talking about the game and. Something that stuck with me was he said that the Bills have low football self-esteem to where they blow people out, but the second someone punches them in the mouth, just like a regular bully, you know, they kind of back off and they're like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? And it was – I get what he's saying to a point to where they were kind of – Aaron Jones just kept repeatedly punching us in the mouth. Um. But I also don't think that was the game plan that the Bills really expected um, going into the game. I think they expected the Packers to be like, we have to go out, we have to score, and we have to just try to keep up. And I think they came out and they played 100% of the snaps in nickel defense, um, which is not which they very – do. Yeah, hey, that's not super unusual. But even when the game script did turn to run heavy – they stayed in the nickel. They didn't yeah. stray away from who they are. But and then in the second half, it stayed the same course with Buffalo. I think again, expecting them. Okay, we're down twenty four seven. Now we have to pass the ball, you know, to get back into this game. And I saw a stat that said every single run that happened in the second half, it literally increased the Bills' odds of winning because they were up by yeah. so much that it was going to take just so much more effort by running the ball in order to win and in order for the Packers to win because they're just right. killing themselves in the clock on the clock. Yeah. They, they interviewed Von Miller after the game and they asked him what he said to Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you guys remember it, but at some point in the second half, they're kind of walking away together and Aaron or uh, Von said something to him. So they're kind of having a little conversation on the field there. He's basically asking, like, why are you guys still running? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you can you can you stop running, please? Kind of no, thing. And he wouldn't that. say what Aaron's response was. But in that interview, he was basically saying that, I mean, that's Aaron Rodgers. Why are you not putting the ball in his hands and trying to get back into the game? Um, it really was almost like to me, the Packers just kind of threw in the towel and figured, well, this is really the only way we can move the ball anyway. So it is what it is. Um now, what because did you I guys... do think – I, I was going to say, so I do think if they had kept on trying to throw it, Aaron probably would have been hit a lot more because that first half he was under a lot of pressure constantly. And it, it's almost like the Packers just conceded to me. I, I I mean, I definitely think you're right. What did you guys think of late in the fourth quarter when the camera panned to Rodgers and, and A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and they were laughing on the sideline? I see a lot of people – on Twitter freaking out about, oh, you're 
star quarterback and running backs are down 10 points, 13 points, whatever it was, and they're kidding around and joking, and they're not taking it serious. You know, that's your $50 million quarterback. I mean, what do you guys take of that? Because it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, these guys are professionals. I mean, there's – and to me, I mean, Mike's kind of the same way to where – if we're kind of dealing with something, going through something in life, no matter what it is, we're always going to try to crack a joke just to try to make light of the situation. You know, we're not going to sit there and dwell on everything. Right, right. Um, yeah. So just me personally, that's the way I thought. I'm just curious to see what you get, what your guys' opinion is on that. Um, I didn't see it. But, go ahead, Mike. Or you can go ahead. Yeah, I didn't see it either. <laughs> but um. I don't know, maybe Eric told a joke, a quick joke, or maybe uh, maybe they were joking about the fact that they weren't passing the ball. Yeah, that the <laughs> fact the run game was like the whole offense. Exactly. I don't know. I think people yeah. are just you know, reading too much into it. Well, Derek here says, I think the Bills went out, smoked the Packers in the first half, uh, knew they didn't have a real shot to compete, and uh, okay was still winning by 10. And that's pretty much what I was just saying, like, um, but to answer your question, uh, I don't necessarily really have a problem with, you know, smiles and cracking some jokes or whatever, and, and, you know, in, in tough times. But I, I, at the same time, I do think back to back when we had Tyrod Taylor, there were so many moments in games where they would pan to him on the sidelines and he'd be sitting there with a towel over his head. Wouldn't be looking at video. Wouldn't be talking to anybody. Wouldn't be running up and down the fields yelling, yelling let's go. Wouldn't be talking to coaches. Just sitting there. That's what bothers me is when I see that when you're not playing well and you're just sitting on the bench, head between your legs and a towel over your head, like do something, <laughs> like show some kind of passion, um, and, and so that drives drives me crazy. But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really think it, to me it's a big deal. It's like whatever. I'm like, what do you expect him? Do you want him to be like Tom Brady and break surfaces? I mean, is is that because I mean, that's the alternative? It's one or the other, really. Exactly. So that, so exactly that. Thank you. That's pretty much the point I was making. You, you, they're not, everybody's going to find something to complain about, you know, at the end of the day. Oh yeah. Um, well, it's just like Ken Dorsey throwing the fit. Yeah. Yeah. He got a lot of crap for that. And who doesn't get upset? You know, you would lose a heart, like something heartbreaking like that. You think somebody's not going to be upset. There's a reason why these guys are doing this at the highest level possible. Because they have that drive and that ambition, and they care that much, and they don't have to pay for the iPads. Bill's Mafia knows how to break stuff. Maybe that's why we're in the breaking tables through all. There we go. That's (laughs) right, Mike. Uh, So today was a fun day, wasn't it? I guess with the trades, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm working on a technical issue here. You guys keep going. No, you're fine. (laughs) So, Mike, what do you think of the moves at the uh, trade deadline that the Bills made? I honestly been working all day, and I haven't even tuned into anything yet. So <laughs> the Bills, you guys, and get the news tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bills traded for Naheem Hines. They right. gave up. They gave up Zach Moss and a conditional sixth round pick. So right. essentially, the Bills upgraded. Whatever we'll just say RB three just for just to keep it simple. We all, I mean, there's re- I feel like there's really no order yeah. now in the running back room. I mean, single Terry's RB one. I mean, that's solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But between Cook and Hines, we don't know how how it's going to all work out. Yeah, maybe they um, have some competition. Now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we gave up um, somebody who hasn't played in the last three games. And a conditional sixth round pick. Uh, I'm not too sure what the conditions are. And then we also uh, received Dean Marlowe back. There's a little flash from the past um, for a little bit of state, uh, defensive back depth for a seventh round pick for from the Falcons. So we basically gave back gave back that seventh round pick we got for Lee Smith. What was it? Two years ago. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that the Dean Marlowe trade is super telling as to what's going on with Jordan Poyer. Um, I think it's more so after Jaquan Johnson and DeMar Hamlin, we really don't have much at safety or anything at all. So I think bringing in Dean Marlowe, somebody who's familiar with the playbooks, familiar with the system, um, 
just a veteran player in the NFL as, as a whole, I think yeah. it's a good depth piece. I mean, coming in, if something else were to happen, if Poyer is out for an extended period of time and either Hamlin or Johnson gets hurt, then what would we do then? I mean, I understand Tredavious White's back today. Maybe they figure out a way to shift Christian Benford to safety, like as a secondary role. That's what I'm wondering. Ronnie, I know you and I have been talking about that all year. Um, Sounds like we just like to have a lot of options at this point. I I think that's really all they're doing is just limiting their options. But with these moves made, we cut Brandon Bryant, and we also released Isaiah Hodgins. And we cut two players from the practice squad as well because we had to create room for those two new players. And let's celebrate today, boys. We got He's back. Tredavious White is activated to the 53-man right. yes, roster. Oh, yeah. Does go. not yeah. mean he's going to be playing this weekend. And to be honest, I don't want him to play this weekend. I want him far away from MetLife's field. <laughs> I don't trust it. I don't. I mean, look at all the injuries that have happened on yeah. that field. You know, maybe they'll uh, sprinkle him in, or uh, you know, maybe he won't play all the snaps. Or uh, that's kind of what I'm no, thinking. We'll see. Treat him like Ronnie's uh, mentioned uh, earlier in the season. Treat him kind of like a uh, pass rusher. You know, a situational pass rusher on a third and long. You know, send him out third and twenty. Send him out there. Yeah. You know, let let him just cover grass. Or maybe if the opponent's in the red zone or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, yeah, um, I, I I think that's probably how they would handle it. And personally, if I was coach, that's how I would, I would handle it. I don't get paid that kind of money, though, so <laughs> what do you, I know? If you were, you wouldn't be here talking to us. <laughs> that's probably true. I mean, I don't know. Von Miller, he's got a podcast, and he's doing, you know. <laughs> um, um, going back to the um, the Benford comment, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all to, to see if maybe they do sprinkle him in at the safety position. I know he did a little bit of that in the preseason. Uh, I don't know that he did it in games, but I know in the practice setting uh, he was getting some reps there. So once White is back in f- a full go, I wouldn't be shocked if they start kind of using Benford in a little bit of both, maybe some corner. Hey, we're going to throw you into the safety position as well. You need to learn both of them. Uh, because we know Brandon Bean prides – it takes a lot of pride in bringing in guys who can play multiple positions that are very versatile type players, and and Benford gives him that option. I mean, physically he fits a safety position, and even coming into the draft, the the you know, the draft gurus were saying that he fits more of a safety type physically than he does a corner because he's, what, 6'1", I think? Yeah, somewhere um, around there. Yeah, which is – that's tall for, for most corners. Most of them are around like 5'10 to 6 foot, you know? Right. So – I wouldn't be surprised if they do a little bit of that, but Marlowe definitely gives them some options and some flexibility as well uh, because he does know this defense. So, so they don't have to bring in somebody new and teach them the defense because the, the, the playbook is complex. Uh, we've heard that about Leslie Frazier's defense all the time, about how complex it is. It's not easy. So the other thing was the, uh, uh, the Neheim Hines. You text me earlier today and say, hey, there's a lot of chatter for Nehi Himes. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I kind of blew it off. Um, and then I saw it. Yeah, and then it popped up that um, I think Ian Rappaport was, you know, breaking news, blah, 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 Nehi Himes to Buffalo. And that was like the last minute before the trade deadline that popped up. It really And again, was. I was like, okay, well, I, I guess. But then I started to think about it. We have hopes – of James Cook becoming one of the becoming who we hope he becomes in this offense, that third down back who can create mismatches in, in the open field and has that breakaway ability with his pass catching and route running. And he has that ability, but it's more of a potential for him as opposed to realization. Whereas with Himes, Hines, he's already one of the best in the league pass catching backs. There's not waiting for the potential. It's already there. So I definitely think it's an upgrade. Um, I'm be curious to see what they do with Cook going forward as far as playing time because the last couple of weeks with Zach Moss being inactive, he, obviously his play time and opportunities went up, and he took advantage of those yesterday or Sunday. So I hope he still gets some opportunities because yeah, he's got some skill sets there and some talent. Uh, but we'll have to kind of wait and see on that. But I'm I'm excited about having Hines. I think it's a good move 
a very underrated move because even I was like, okay, whatever at first, but then yeah. like I said, the more I thought about it, I like it. I agree. <clears throat> I completely agree. Mike, you doing okay? Okay over there, yeah. buddy boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't plugged in. I don't want to lose power. Um, <laughs> just so you know, I, maybe they're just, maybe they're just you know, surround uh, cook with a little bit more talent. Uh, you know, see how that affects him. Maybe I, I'm still hopeful for him. So my question is now, what does this mean for the running back room going forward next year? With Singletary becoming due to be a free agent this year, the only way he resigns and the Bills could afford to resign him is if he takes a team-friendly deal, like some modest, you know, two years, six million dollars. Well, that's what I'm saying. Two years, six million with three million guaranteed. Something, something Maybe. like that. Yeah. I mean, the Bills could afford that, but at the same time, that means why? If this was the plan all along, why draft? Excuse me, draft James Cook in the second round um, this past year? Because if you're already, if you went out and got Naheem Hines, what is? Are you going to split Naheem Hines out in the slot, one side split? Cook out in the slot on the other side and then have Dawson Knox in line, have Devin Singletary in the backfield, you know. I mean there there's a, a lot of more yeah, more versatility in the offense. Absolutely. Um because you can put them both on the field. I don't I don't hate this move at all. Um like Jay Spence um said on Twitter, I just have like questions. I'm just curious, you know. I I want I'm curious to see what this is going to uh look like it. Yeah. So Joseph here, does he go by Joe? Obviously you guys know him. Yeah, yeah he goes by Joe. <laughs> so Joe, maybe it's loaded with incentives and how does that count against the cap? Uh, I, I don't, I honestly don't know. I'm not. Incentives a does not count against the cap. That's, that's the joy of incentives. Um, only guaranteed money hit uh, counts against the cap. Okay. So Maybe they do that with Singletary next year, or maybe they let them all walk except for Cook because he's still in a rookie deal, and they draft another one. So Naheem Hines is on a contract for the next two years. So they and keep both of them. So Naheem Hines walk. will be – yep. And then draft another running back. Maybe this time we draft a first-round running they, back. They draft the power running back. Hmm. <clears throat> Either that or you go out and get – a veteran, you know, you do what we did with Frank Gore, you know, sign some veteran um, and get get the power back that's going to get us the two, three yards that we're going to be missing from that we get from Singletary. Um, I'm not a big fan of power backs. It's like three yards in a cloud of dust. Okay, cool. You got I the agree. first down, but. <laughs> I agree. I, I'd um, rather have a guy that can break it away. and Because, and, I mean, you got Josh Allen, and I don't want to run him all the time or anything, but in short yard situations, I I think if you have He's him running, yeah, basically, and use more Reggie Gilliam too. Like exactly. He's not a small dude. So I definitely think there. I definitely think the Reggie Gilliam point. That's that's right. I definitely think that would work. Uh, I'd be curious to see what, <clears throat> excuse me, free agent running backs there are. I know um, Josh Jacobs is one. There's Jacobs. There's going to be Saquon. Um, who else? I is think there? I think Barkley stays in New York. Oh yeah, I think he's gonna get a yeah. fat extension. He's gonna get something. Goes, he's, though, I think he's gonna get expensive. I think someone. I think someone has seen what he's done this year and is gonna end up and is gonna end up giving him what he wants. Gonna get his deal. Someone's gonna overpay for him. Yeah, that's very possible. Um, I'm gonna put this one up on the screen, and I don't agree with it. I don't like it, but I'll share it anyways. Neither does my uncle. That's why he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in fact, I was I had um, ESPN on earlier today, and they were talking about whether uh, Joseph or Joseph um, Pollard. What's Zeke. his first name? Tony. Tony. Tony Pollard should get be the starter over Zeke, and I'm thinking, well, yeah, it's a no brainer. But they're like, oh, Zeke is you know he's the the team, he's the face of the team, and he's with the ownership, and you can't just swap him out and because of the locker room and stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, these players, they understand that if you – well, they should understand that if you perform, you're going to get an opportunity. And that's one of the things I love about Sean McDermott. I don't care how much you're getting paid. I don't care what your name is. I don't care where you were drafted. 
if you're not performing, you're not playing. And this sixth rounder, Benford, he's going to play. He's going to start over Kyrie Elam. I love that about this organization and this coaching staff because it lets everybody know, I just got to show up and perform, and I'm going to get a chance. And I don't feel like they're giving that to Pollard. Like, how many times does he have to outperform Zeke in the game before they finally be like, oh, okay, yeah, he should be the top one guy here. We all know why Zeke is getting treated the way he is. He's Jerry Jones's baby. pet. Yeah, he's Jerry Jones's baby. I mean, he loves a, Zeke. There were other things loves, I could have said, but they're not Zeke. appropriate. They, yeah. they refuse to to realize that he's going to fail. Well, he loves Zeke because he owes him nineteen million dollars, <laughs> and he can't. Cut it. So, what the hell else are you going he, to do? He can't look at he can't look at that wide sitting on a bench. No, I I, I truly think, and that's what it is. I mean, who? I mean, I hate wasting 20 bucks. My wife hate, then yells at me when I throw away when we throw away leftovers. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing, only like way more money. Yeah. You're welcome. I, I that's absolutely how you should run it. I don't like the money should not matter because if you're not winning, you're gonna lose money. <laughs> so I mean you're already paying that money to the guy, whether he's on the bench or not. Try to win the game. That's what's important. And but, then bring him yeah. on the one-yard line so he can fall fall forward for this touchdown, you know? Yeah. That's about all he's yeah, good yeah. for at this point. Yeah. I, I don't think he's necessarily washed up, per se. I just don't think he's what he was. He no. He still it, be a good number two guy. But, yeah, I don't think he's the number one anymore. Absolutely not. Um. So what about some of these other trades that happened today around the league? So – it's kind of it was it started slow and then three o'clock hit and you knew it was gonna pick up. The biggest move of the day, I mean we could argue this till we're blue in the face. The biggest <laughs> across the media, the biggest move of the day is the Dolphins trading their first round draft pick next year and Chase Edmonds in a fifth for or in a fourth for Bradley Chubb in a fifth. Now, everybody's deeming, including Ronnie, they now have their Von Miller. <clears throat> I said they might. Hey. <laughs> There's a difference. But they don't well, have Von Miller. Exactly. And let me What's that? let me rephrase myself. No, Von Miller. Don't have Von Miller. <laughs> we do. But I like Bradley yeah. Chuck. I think he's a good player. Right. I think he... I don't I don't think he's as big of a needle mover as everybody else is saying. Now, that means I'm probably wrong because I'm <laughs> it's the war I feel it's the world against me. But I just I just don't see it. I mean Jalen Phillips, their other defensive end, he's played well. Melvin Gordon played well um against or Melvin Ingram played well against us. Um but I just don't I don't know. I don't know how they expect to be able yeah. to pay all of these guys in, you know, two years. I understand they're making this move to try to win right now. They think yeah. that they have all the. They think they have. This is the one, one maybe two years that they have the opportunity to win right now. But soon enough, they're going to have no, uh, no uh, draft capital. They have. They're going to have zero cap space after paying. Uh, Tyree Kill, and then whatever Waddle's gonna ask for, you know, that's gonna be a buck and a half. Um, yeah, he's still on his rookie deal too, so that's gonna be an expensive rehire. Exactly. I mean, next year, look yeah. at all these wide receivers. That's why AJ Brown got traded. He still had two yeah. years left on his deal. Hollywood Brown, yeah. same thing. You know, so, and he and he's outplayed both of these guys so far throughout yeah. three years in their career. Here's Chubb's numbers so far this year. Uh, let's see one pass defense, two forced fumbles, five and a half sacks, which isn't bad. Twenty six total tackles, four TFLs, eight quarterback hits. Sorry. Um. <laughs> so uh, it, they those... traded for Gregory Russo. That's what they just did. Is they traded for Gregory Russo? Essentially, yeah. Uh, he had so his rookie year, he had twelve sacks, which is. Uh, amazing for a rookie, right? 14 tackles oh, for, for loss. But 
But since then, only see three seasons, eight and a half sacks, not counting this year. But he only played four games in 2019, seven games last year. So obviously there's a little bit of an injury, you know, question mark there as well with him. Uh, he was defensive rookie of the year. He was a pro bowler. So there's definitely uh, skill there. My point is more of the psychological effect, not necessarily, which is why I say, is he there, Von Miller? Because we know that what Von Miller means to this team and this defense goes beyond the numbers, goes beyond what he can do on the field. It's what he's doing for the other guys, um, you know, teaching them and and the the uh, the confidence and all of those things. You know, they go out on the field like, yeah, we've got our, our game record now. And, I mean – I don't know if anybody can really argue that that's probably the one thing they really need to go out and get to hopefully maybe in their minds anyways, compete with Buffalo. I think, I think our offense is still going to run up and down on them regardless, but that that's just my point. I think it's more of a psychological thing than it is just his pure ability. I agree. I agree. And another trade that was, I'd say surprising, but not at the same time, just judging by how this whole season went, has gone down, is this one right here. The Bears giving Roquan Smith to the Ravens, and I believe it was for a second and a fourth round pick, which is amazing to me. I, I mean, I think that's an absolute steal. I think he is a top three linebacker in this league. He can do anything and everything that you could ask for in a linebacker. He's fast. He's strong. He can attack the quarterback. He can he see he sees the football. He can read a defense and he makes interceptions. He breaks up passes. I think he is. I think this was an amazing steal. They need clearly needed to make a move on defense. The Ravens. Um, Patrick Queen just I don't think has been the answer they were looking for. I think they had high hopes for him and he just hasn't fully panned out yet. Um, He's been they, an all right player, but yeah, he hasn't become nothing, the guy that they hoped for. Yeah, nothing really too special. He's just been yeah. like just kind of more a, on the average side. I think bringing someone in like Roquan will, someone like a leader like him, will kind of help them not blow you know three twenty point leads in a row. Um, I mean he he's a gamer. Well, I don't know he he's not going to be able to cover the receivers though. <laughs> no, you're right, but I mean he can. Attack the defense. He can. I mean, I mean, attack the defense. He can attack the offense. He can. He can read the offense. I, I, I think this is huge, and I'm very happy we already played the Ravens. And we may have to see him again, though. Come January, that, that's fine. We'll be at home this time. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, I'm pretty sure we will. Mike, what do you think about the the Smith thing going to to Ravens? I don't know. I'm not too worried. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Simple enough. I gotta say, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think they're, I think he helps. Obviously, anytime you add talent to your yeah. team, it's going to help in one way, one way or, or another. But, but Buffalo has always been able to handle the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson has never really beaten the Bills' defense. I don't know what it is about Frazier's game plan against him, but it almost always works. Like he just doesn't go out there and put up highlight numbers against the Bills defense like he does most everybody else. So, you know, I when it comes to teams trying to improve their defense, I just feel like Buffalo's just got too much. There's just no answer for our guy. Like Josh Allen just breaks whatever game plan you do because he's he he's the guy. <laughs> he's an alien. The yeah. last trade I want to talk about is one that the first basically the first one of the day. And that was TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. And I feel so bad for the Lions. I mean, they got absolutely fleeced in this deal. They got, what was it? They got a second. It was a second and a third. And they gave up TJ Hawkinson in two fourths. Hawkinson was on his rookie deal still. They didn't owe him any money. They were going to have to pay him after this year, and I don't think they really wanted to because he's had inconsistent play. But to give him him and draft capital to 
a division rival, I just thought was incredible. And it just makes the Vikings defense, I mean, offense, if they had a quarter, like a real, real good quarterback, not Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I would I would be shaking in my boots. And I'm still pretty worried about the Bills and them coming to Buffalo in a couple of weeks. That offense is real. Um, and now you just add another weapon into it. Yeah, that I mean, the offense is their offense is good, even with Kirk Cousins. But that's the thing with Kirk Cousins; he's he's not going to outrun anybody on our D line. Like Oliver and Rousseau Miller, they're going to have a feast on him, I think. Uh, so I, I just don't think he's going to have enough time in the pocket to really utilize Hawkinson or or any of those other weapons. Jefferson's going to get his because you know he's just going to throw it up, and Jefferson's going to make some ridiculous grab. He's going to get his. He's just one of those guys that you can't shut out altogether. But we will have White back by them more than likely. Um, whether White travels with Jefferson or not is yet to be seen. Milano and potentially Poyer, if he's healthy, I think we have the guys to shut down Hawkinson. Like no tight end has really done much against the Bills other than Kelsey, but then nobody stops Kelsey. And because Kelsey's just one of those guys, you can't game plan. But um, yeah, I, the Vikings honestly don't really scare me, to be honest. They, their games, they've all of them have been one score games. They haven't really, in my opinion, faced anybody really like elite yet. They haven't faced the Philadelphias. They haven't faced the KCs, the Bills, the Baltimore's. Um, the division they play in is crap right Dumpster. now. Yeah, like maybe Aaron Rodgers and the Packers figure things out, which speaking of which, I'm kind of surprised they didn't make any moves today. The big name out there was Brandon Cooks. I think he would have made it a nice addition to the Packers receiving core and would have instantly gave Rodgers a go-to guy. But, you know. Oh, what's going that, on that's there? Their, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I do. They paid Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year guaranteed, and they can't afford to pay anybody else. <laughs> that might be true. Uh, like uh, I feel like the the teams that want it, the teams that are closer, they're they're the ones going after players. The obvious teams are maybe giving up at this point, trying to get picks, you know, and, and just letting players go. Um, but yeah, like they like they didn't do anything, so yeah, I don't know. They, what that which, means. <laughs> to your point, too, they're not doing anything. It's kind of what they did in the game in the second half. They didn't really do anything. They just ran the ball. Yeah. So maybe they have thrown the talent on the season, as far as the ownership goes. Anyways, I'm sure. And now, and now what? Way, but. So what's their plan? Just go for the highest draft pick wide receiver possible. You know, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is run receivers. Exactly. <laughs> so what the hell are they doing? Who uh, uh, has no clue? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe they're just gonna like. Do whatever they can the rest of the season. Um, I would not be shocked if we go through more drama of Rodgers wanting to be traded or claiming he wants to be traded. Uh, and maybe they do it. I personally, at this point, why not? I, I think you're, I don't, the Packers aren't going to get any further with Aaron Rodgers right now. And I don't, I, they're, they're almost more of a rebuild at this point. I'm sure you could trade him somewhere and get a ransom for him, even though you're. <coughs> And they have him for a couple more years. I I agree. I think you could easily get the Russell Wilson package for him. Yeah. Or the you know or the Matt production. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not that hard. So we could give better production. That's true. That is true. We're not blind and can see somebody five yards in front of us wide open. Uh, I agree with Joe here. Vikes are the worst six and one team out there. I agree. Um, and and my my buddy Scott, who you kind of had a little back and forth with him the other day, if you remember that, Casey, he's a Vikings yeah. fan. Um, he he may be on here in a little while, but um, and I, so I'm not saying this to be mean, but I agree. I just don't. They they have not been impressive. Yes, they're winning, but they have just not been that impressive to me. And I kind of Jefferson, and they haven't done in fantasy, and they haven't produced like I wanted them to. Yeah, and that's a good point that with all the talent, the they, not scoring for me. Jefferson yeah. scored two touchdowns this season, yeah. both in the first game of the season. Yeah, 
And just for yeah, a little context, so was... both of Mike's first first two picks this year were Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, they were. <laughs> uh, I like to stack stack them sometimes, but I, f- uh, I yeah. feel kind of bad. It looked, really it looked good at the time. It yeah, looked good yeah. at the time. Last year, so. It <laughs> Joe also adds, Rogers acts like the owner of the team. Love that he's going through this. Sorry, not sorry. Um, they know he does not own the Packers. We all know he owns the Bears. He mean, he's already said that multiple times. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the Packers. So we're just going to leave them to to do whatever it is that they're doing. Um, Fine with me. The only other trade I think that we didn't discuss was the Jags, and not that this is really a big deal, but Calvin Ridley. Going from Atlanta to to Jacksonville is definitely a play for the future because we know he's not playing this year. But um, I, I didn't catch the compensation though. Was it? Did even one of y'all get I, it? I, I'm pretty sure it was like a fifth and a sixth round pick, something like. Which that. for his talent, if he's good, I, that's that's a steal personally. Absolutely. Yeah. But it sounds like the Falcons just wanted to get that off of their. They don't team have to pay him. Forward. Yeah. So, um, the other thing, well, before we get to the game predictions, I, I, I want to hear this. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say because I, I think we're in agreement, but I want to I want to hear it. So, I'm going to need to sit up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds has been a hot, hot topic the last, I don't know, how long has he been in the league? Since day one, basically. He's been, he's been one of the most, if not the most, talked about player on the Bills' defense, good and bad. And I understand. I mean, he was drafted. In, he was drafted at 19 years old. I mean, he he was a Pro Bowler before he was able to drink. He he's led the team in tackles since he's joined the team. He's been a two-time Pro Bowler. He's a defensive captain. He's made plays that linebackers in this league have dreamed about. People say he doesn't make splash plays, and you're right. He doesn't make too many splash plays, or at least he hasn't. In the, he hadn't in the past up until this year. And I also believe that it's part of the game plan. We have Matt Milano, who's a little bit more versatile, and he's more of the attack. He's more of the attack. And the more more of the attack linebacker, and he can cover and he can man play man coverage much better than Tremaine Edmonds can. Tremaine Edmonds is there to sit in the middle of the middle of the field, read the defense, read the quarterback's eyes, and take up space with his eighteen foot long wingspan. I mean, the guy's absolutely monstrous. He's yeah, just the size. He's the size of a gigantic human being. I don't I don't even know how to explain it. But the slander <laughs> that goes on about of, of Tremaine Edmonds is absolutely astonishing to me. There's people that are out there on Twitter. Their initials are GB, and I'm going to call them out right here. He (laughs) says that um, Terrell Dodson is a 10 times better linebacker than Tremaine Edmonds is. He thinks that Tremaine Edmonds is one of the most – just the worst linebacker on this team, says he's one of the worst linebackers in the league, doesn't see why – He's valuable to this team at all. And I just don't understand how people can think that way by watching football. That interception that Milano got this week was in man coverage, was in coverage because Edmund sat in the middle of the field, played a one man zone, dropped dropped back 20, was able to cover 20 yards, tipped that ball backwards up in the air so Milano could recover and catch that pass. We've seen two interceptions this year off of a Tremaine Edmonds tip pass in the exact same defense. Same thing, cover one. He attacks the ball. He can cover. He gets sacks. This BS needs to stop. He's go- he's not going anywhere. He's going to be on this team for a long time. Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier are not going to cut or trade or whatever their defensive captain who's 23 year 23 24 years old and a two-time pro bowler in his first four years in the nfl and could easily be on his way to a third and maybe an all pro second team maybe this year along with his 
partner Matt Milano, who could be his get his first Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. I just I just don't respect anybody anybody's football opinion anymore that is saying he's bad because they're they're clearly not watching the football game with open eyes. They're going in there with a preset mindset saying, Nope, I already know what I think of Tremaine Edmonds. Nothing's gonna change my mind no matter what. I see no matter what he does, they're not going to like him. So I just want to say, Bill's Mafia, he's here to stay. Like it or not, he's going to be here for a long time. He, yeah. And I have a feeling this year we might lose Poyer in order to keep keep Tremaine Edmonds. And yeah. you know, I just – I don't think that – I think people are going to lose their absolute minds and people aren't – they're not looking for the long – they're not looking long term. What he can be yeah. – is ultimately one of, if not the best linebacker. He has those abilities in the NFL. He, he isn't yeah. there right now. He's a very good linebacker right now. He, is he the best? No, but he has the ability and can be the best. And we are banking on the fact that on that potential, the same reason why we drafted him where we did, the same reason why we drafted Josh Allen. Everybody has a learning curve, and his might just be a little bit slower than everybody else's. But he's getting there. He's coming. And we're starting to really see it this year. And I know some people are starting to turn around, but more people need to. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So, you know, on that point, um, as far as his cover skills, I've heard um, Tom Brady make comments about it's, it's difficult to play against him because his length, it is hard to drop a pass behind him. And to your point, people have tried it results in tip passes and picks. Um, does he shed blocks that well? No, but most linebackers need a good front to keep the trash off of them so they can run around and make plays, and that's what he does. And now that we have the front that we have, he doesn't have to try to weed through all the, the offensive linemen that, are, that, that were getting to the second level previous years. And, yeah, I'm with you. I think he's fantastic. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I could totally see him finishing his career in Buffalo. Um, unless he's one of those that believes he can still play when he's 40 and Buffalo's like, no, you can't. But, you know, <laughs> we'll see when we get there. He's yeah. still, what, 20 years away from 40? <laughs> Literally. He's so young Mike, and crazy. <laughs> Mike, I mean, am I crazy here? Like, I mean, what's your no, opinion? I, I, I think you're right. Uh, what maybe I think uh, people see is, like you said, uh, like he, he's not in there. He, he's not going in getting the sack or actually the one getting the pick. Uh, like Matt Milano, the the style of play, you know, maybe we're not as used to seeing. Um, it's it's something different to us, um, and they're not noticing the the little details that he does add, and and I think it it really does, uh, you know, balances out well. Um, and yeah, they they you talk about certain players with like uh, are just built different. You know what I mean? Like you said, just yeah. a short size, you know. Um, naturally, you know, he's people, people people are just looking, um, when, when, when something happens that they don't like, you know, they're looking, uh, for, for something to blame it on. And, and maybe they just don't understand, they just don't understand it. Um, and and maybe that's, that's what I'm going to write it off as. Um, but yeah, I think like Tremaine Adams, I, he's in it. He's a very good, uh, part. Yeah, and I think I think two people see who's going to fill that spot. Yeah, exactly. I think people see what Milano does because he gets those splash plays because that's the play that's designed for him. The plays, you know, we don't really see a whole lot of those opportunities for uh, for Edmonds because that's not what they ask him to do. They do ask. um, Totally lost my train of thought, but Milano. To go in on those blitzes. We we have seen Emma's do that a little bit more this year, I think, than we have in the past. And he's gotten home too on a lot of those. And that's the scheme was, evolving. Exactly. You know, that they're yeah. expanding his role. Yep. There was um there was one play in particular on Sunday night uh where Edmonds went in to make the tackle and he did miss the tackle. The guy shook him off with the sidelines. And I was like, oh shoot, here we go again with the Edmund slander. Yep. Two I like and as soon as I said that, bling, Twitter pops up. And there's, you know, your guy you were just talking about. Oh, he's the worst. I was like, oh my gosh. And that <laughs> it's frustrating. 
I just, I just don't. He, oh, he, they, Green Bay ran all over. What us. I hate about it the most is it's not good for our players. Yeah, it's not. I, I, I mean, because you know the players see that stuff and they hear it. Oh, right. absolutely. But who we're talking about? I, I mean, he was saying we need a bench. They should have benched him. Green Bay was running all over us. This and that and this and that. So I commented and said, so we've given up – we gave up 143 yards on the ground, just Aaron Jones alone. So does that mean we should have benched our entire defense? So it's just – so I forgot that football is a one-man sport. They would have had a bunch more yards. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. What, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the entire well, defense – a defense has an off – teams have off games. That's what that was. The Bills had one of the top running defenses, if not the top go, running defense going into that game. I'm sorry they can't be perfect every time. And just like what Ronnie said, we can't expect Josh Allen to throw for 404 every game. He's going to come back down to human level at some point like he did against Green Bay, just like our defense did against Green Bay. We're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect, especially GB. We're getting a little spoiled these days, I think. I think that it's, that's exactly what it is. We're spoiled yeah. by it. We're start. I mean, Bill Mafia is starting to get used to being good again. So, I mean, think about this. He's been the middle linebacker, the quarterback of the defense, a top five defense for four of the last five years that he's been in there. You you don't do that if you're a crappy linebacker. If you're one of the the worst in the league or anything, you don't. You're not the quarterback of a top five defense four out of five years, and you even as a rookie. And you can't blame. You can't blame anything on injuries or anything like that because he's Edmonds has missed a total of five games in his professional career, and four yeah. of them were in one season due to injury. So yeah. there's nothing that you can specifically point at to say why or how. So, yeah. all right, that's my yeah. rant, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump back a little bit because I promised that uh, Scott would probably speak up when I said something about the Vikings, so sure enough, here he is. <laughs> Scott, what's the um, bet for a couple weeks, buddy? Let's go. <laughs> we can talk about it. My fantasy team itself show, shows the, the point there. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> so he also uh, – Talking about the defense, only you guys allowed a lot of yards because the Packers have nothing but the run game, and it's a good run game, and it is. And they yeah. arguably have the best duo of backs in the game. Absolutely, I mean it's them, it's those two, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, yeah, and who, who, yeah. who's and the I, next duo? And I do think too, and I, I base this par- partially on what Von Miller said after the game about why you guys still running the ball. I do feel like because the first half. Yeah, the Packers ran a little bit, but it wasn't like the second half. And I think what happened was the Bills went into the halftime, made some adjustments, thinking that they were going to start passing a lot more because they were down. And when that didn't happen, they weren't necessarily expecting or prepared for it. Um, so, I, yeah, that to me is just an anomaly. I think the defense is fine going forward. And um, I don't. that's not going to happen again. Not and Joe says, truth. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Joe. Thanks for the support. <laughs> Uh, so let's kind of really quick. I want to, again, before we get into the upcoming predictions, we are getting long on time. Shocker. But let me (laughs) just throw this here up on the screen just to kind of give an update on how the division is shaping out so far. Um, and let me give kudos really quick to Mike. This is his graphic. Thank you. This is a fantastic, um, so there it is. Bills are top five or six and one. And then you've got the Jets and Dolphins five and three. I still contend that the Dolphins are going to finish number two. I was saying that even before Chubb. But um, do you guys see anything different outside of that? Do the can the Patriots climb this list at all? Are they still the fourth? I th- I think it's going to be a battle for three and four between the Jets and the Patriots. I just, I think those two are very evenly matched. I mean, look at the points for and points against. You know, I didn't see that coming. Um, yeah, Dolphins, one of them teams that's uh, making the moves. Like I was talking about the trades. Uh, At, absolutely, I think they they kind of want it. They're gonna want it more. Yeah, the, the Dolphins are definitely going for it. That that Chubb deal was definitely a direct move because of Buffalo. Um, 
And I even I saw somebody on Twitter today was like, why are we not doing anything? Why are the Bills never making big, splashy moves? And, of course, somebody's like, mm, where were you in the offseason? Because we got Von Miller. But most people were like, bro, relax. People are chasing us. We're not chasing anybody. Exactly. We don't really necessarily need to make moves. We did. They're not splashy, but I, they do make the team better still. So, hey, I don't see this changing. I don't see any of these teams threatening the bills for sure um you know i told casey a couple episodes ago i think it was that i i see the bills locking up the division by week 15 or 16 sorry so the last two weeks they won't you know um uh, need to worry about the division winner they might still have to worry about the home field advantage because of the chiefs uh the ravens will probably start well they did get a win so you know they made some moves obviously but, yeah, I don't – I think the Jets and the Dolphins will flop, flop by the end of the season. I don't know what to think about the Patriots. One week they look like garbage. The next week they look better, but they were playing the Jets. And Zach Wilson, guys, he does not look good. He looked so bad in that game. Yeah, I know he had a lot of yards, but he threw the ball like 40, 50 times. And some of the stuff that he was throwing around, I was like, what in the world – you know how everybody hates it when Josh Allen scrambles, right? Everybody is begging for Zach Wilson to scramble right because not a single good thing happens when he scrambles to the right. <laughs> he throws it out of the bounds. He runs straight. He either runs it out of bounds or straight into the defense's teeth, or he throws an interception. Yeah, he it was not a good performance at all. He looked like a day one rookie in that game against the Patriots. I've seen no. Progression from his rookie yeah. season to now, none. Now, now Belichick is known for you know being really good at you know confusing young quarterbacks and this and that, but um, yeah, it was not pretty, and I am not at all concerned about the Jets. I do feel bad as far as the Brees Hall situation. That's unfortunate. You never want to see that happen to anybody. I don't care if it's the Dolphins or whomever, but um, yeah, I just I, I feel like the Jets are going are going down. Yeah, I actually liken it to you guys remember. Oh, I think it was I think Trent Edwards was a quarterback. We started the season five and one. And I remember thinking even then, like, this doesn't feel like a good five and one. This feels like a dirty five and one. Like oh, this isn't gonna end well. And I think we won one game after that. It was six and ten that year. Yeah, and that's what I see with this Jets team here. Not I'm not saying they're gonna go six and eleven, but they're they're gonna start to they're, they're downslide, and I just don't see it ending well for them. In fact, I would not be shocked if they end up in the, the fourth place by the end of the season, which we one, end, one predicted in preseason. That's tough. Agreed. All right, you ready so, to get to these game predictions? One more thing. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. We have to update. I know this is annoying some people, but some people do enjoy it. But we have to update the uh, countdown to Josh Allen in this record. Um, Yardage-wise, he didn't have a whole lot of yards this last game. But he's still over 2,500 so far. Now, again, this is passing and rushing. I got kind of blown up on Facebook when I posted last week's numbers. And everybody's like, your math is wrong. I'm like, mm, okay, notice I said total yards. <laughs> but anywho, so he needs 3,058 to get it. The only thing I think that's going to stop him from getting this record is blowouts because he's already been sat for three quarters worth of the season or a quarter each in three different games, whatever, however you want to say that. Yeah, um, I, That's the only thing I can see that's stopping him. I agree. I mean, I don't – the best defense left for us to face would be – I mean, one of them would be Miami, I'd say, because they did give us fits in the first game. Um, and they added Bradley did they, Chubb. Did they I mean, his fits, or did we I shoot mean, ourselves in the foot? <laughs> I, in the beginning of that game, Josh struggled with the with the hurt with the blitz. I mean, he did. He he definitely looked a little shook by it. Um, I and then who else? I mean, at the Bengals. I mean, you can look what the freaking Browns did. The Bengals last yeah. You know, I I, mean, I don't, the Jets. The Jets and Patriots do have good defenses. I think they're both top ten. I'd rather have the Jets defense. I mean, that defense is real. I mean, it's young and it's quick. It's a very fast defense. Yeah. 
Uh, I just, at the end of the day, I don't think there's a defense out there that has the necessary tools to stop this offense and Josh Allen from getting these yards. Like, you look at that touchdown pass to Dawson Knox, what do you do in that situation as a defender? Like, do you let him run in or do you let him throw it in? Like, <laughs> it was a no-win situation. Completely agree. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of bind that Allen puts defenses in. And I just don't know how anybody's going to defend him this year. Like, he looks like he's on a mission. Um, it didn't look like that in the second half necessarily. But, again, I think that was an anomaly. But, um, all right, so we'll – We'll drop that because Casey's in this big rush to get to their game predictions. <laughs> Blame me. <laughs> All right. Casey, you have to wait. Mike, you go. go. <laughs> please, please do. You want, you want me to go first? Yes, sir. Yeah. Is it going to be a, a blowout or, is, or are we going to are we gonna play second half Green Bay uh, sort of a game? You tell uh, us. That's a tough one. <laughs> Um, I think uh, I, I think we uh, do our thing this week, and uh, I don't know. I want to I want to say we're going to hold them to not a lot of points. Um, I'm going to give them three points, uh, the Jets, that and uh, I think we're going to put up we're going to put up 31. 31 to 3. Okay. I like it. I like it. 31 to 3. Mr. Ronnie, yeah. go right ahead. I'm going to say I I kind of feel like Josh is going to come out next week and be like, I'll show you that second half was an anomaly. And he's going to rip them apart. I know they're a good defense. Um, but I don't, again, I don't think anybody's going to stop what he's bringing to the table. And um, I'm going to say uh, I'll go 38 to 6. I'll, I'll give them two field goals. <laughs> All right. 42 to 10. <laughs> 42 to 10. I think this like, is Legit, be... I can see him shutting them out. If that's the Wilson that they're going to get, this defense is going to destroy them. Agreed. But I think it's all going to come – That ten, those 10 points are going to come in the second half. May, I think they're going to get a field goal some point. Yeah. And then that fourth quarter sure. is going to happen. And I understand we're Allen's now very deep at corner. I mean, something real quick, Xavier Rhodes is back. He's signed, re-signed to the practice squad, so he's back. Um, I think this is going to game. This is going to be a game that's going to get out of hand and out of hand quick and early. Um, I I just I don't see how Zach Wilson's going to be able to move the ball up and down the field with Michael Carter and James Robinson. He has zero trust in any wide receiver that's not named Garrett Wilson. It must be yeah. a name thing, um, having the same last name as him. <laughs> I don't. I have zero clue why the Jets didn't trade Elijah Moore. He's been on the field for ten snaps each of the last two games, and he wants out. And and he wants out. I mean, you hear him in his pre, post game press conference and asking how is it? What's your? What do you think? your um, relationship is with Zach Wilson. He's like, I don't know. I don't get the ball. Yeah. Why? I don't understand why if somebody says, here's a fourth round pick, here's a third round pick. He, it's not like he was a first rounder. He was a mid second round pick and he's played well. He's shown his, the ability to be a very good wide receiver in this league. Yeah. I, I just don't understand why you would want to try to keep that. You're not going to be able to rekindle this. It's, this is kind of like what happened in Minnesota with Stephon Diggs. This is what it kind of reminds me of, where he voiced his opinions. He wasn't happy, and the team's like, we're not going to trade you. They kept him for the rest of the season, and at the end of the season, they, they traded him, uh, thankfully, to the Bills. Um, <laughs> I just I kind of see it as the same way. I, yeah. I, just, I just don't understand it. I think Robert Salas – I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. He's still learning. He's still young. Um, they have a, I think they have a hell of a GM there, and he's doing a, a great Douglas, job picking Joe, players. Joe yeah, I think he's done a great job picking players, except the quarterback yeah. position. Which I, yeah, he did pick him, didn't he? he I think this is I think that was a fan pick. I really do. Yeah. I, I mean, the, that one throw 
at the pro day got him that draft pick. Yeah. So there's a couple other comments here I want to get to really quick before we uh, say goodnight. So here's the first one. Uh, yeah, I think we are all excited about this one. Uh, Tredavious White coming back. Um, oh, for sure. I I almost hope that it's not this game because I wanted to. I want his first game back to be home game. Absolutely. I think that would just ignite Bills Mafia even more than they already are. <laughs> yep, 100%. Yeah. Uh, the other one, well, so there's a couple more here. We've got <laughs> to get to Scott. Because this is actually a legit statement, because I don't know. Nobody knows. The reason knows. why he I... didn't get re-signed yeah. in the normal free agent process, he was only signed to Buffalo because of the injuries, and then he got hurt himself. Uh, so I am curious to see what he brings to the table, if oh, he can sure. still be, you know, uh, you know, at least eighty percent of what he was, or seventy percent, or whatever, because he was a good player when in his prime. So I'm curious to see that. And then this other one also from Scott Diggs was so much better than than more talking about Elijah, uh, which yeah, I think we all agree with that. Uh, just the situation is kind of similar. Exactly. But um. Yeah, I, I'm. I agree with you as far as more and not trading him. Like, I, I've had this discussion with people before, where if a player wants out and the organization refuses to let him out out of principle or because they think that they should live up to their contract or whatever, I don't agree with that. If somebody wants out, let them go. Like, who cares? You're you're just creating more drama and division within the locker room. It's the same thing with I go all the way back to Barry Sanders. I don't know if you guys were alive when Barry Sanders was playing or not, but. I wasn't. Mike was. Okay. <laughs> Don't remember much of it. Well, he wanted out of Detroit. He played there for ten seasons. They had one good season of twelve and four, and then got knocked out of the playoffs. And he was like, "I, I, I want to, I want out." And they refused to trade him. And he was like, "Well, then I quit. I'm done. I'm going to retire." And I think this is just me making up stuff because it's fun. It's the Barry Sanders curse on the Lions. Now they have sucked ever since. <laughs> They wasted three Hall of Fame careers. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Matt Stafford. Might not be go. far off. <laughs> there you go. Yep. So another one here, 35 to 6, benched by the fourth. I'm assuming you're talking about Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. I, Perfect, Derek. That's probably going to happen. Uh, I, yeah, I would not be shocked if Allen does not finish the game out, which as much as I wanted to break this record because I just think it would be really cool, I would rather him stay healthy. <laughs> so oh, yeah. if we're in a position to pull him, let's do it. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. So we are, again, like I said, over time, but not too bad. Seven, almost eight minutes. Not All bad. Right. Appreciate you, Mike. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, Casey, we will you see you guys later. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Go Bills. Yeah. Go Bills. Awesome.